I never said that Roman should be number one. I said Roman should be higher than Kenny. I don't so, think Kenny should be number one either. So who should be number one? I don't then? think Roman should be number one. Who should I be number one? I think that I think the PWI got it wrong with Kenny. <laughs> It's still my show, baby. That's right. Week two of the Numero Dos Takeover is in full effect. And I got to tell you guys, we don't really have a guest lined up this week because honestly, we were talking Monday morning and everybody was like, so much happened in wrestling this week. So much is going on. We had a huge GCW pay-per-view this weekend that kind of bleeds into the AEW stuff that we're talking about. It also had some New Japan feel to it. We've got a lot all over the place. We've even got some deathmatch news. GCW put on a War Games match. We've got a lot to talk about. So seeing as how uh, our, our head guy, Josh Tomash, is out. What's up, Joseph? Our head guy, Josh Tomash, is out this week. We thought, you know what? Why don't we just skip the whole guest aspect and just have a round table? We always feel like when we have a round table, everybody kind of comes together and talks a little bit more. People get in the comments. So it's an invitation, y'all. It's an invitation. This is a round table. Speak your mind. Leave your comments. By all means, join us for conversation. So without further ado, I think I'm going to bring in my counterparts to join me for the round table. This is my boy, my man, numero uno, right here. We got the Baratro crew takeover in full effect right now, y'all. What's up, numero uno? Salud. Man, we got a lot of shit to talk about this week. A lot of shit to talk about. So number one, like right out of the gate. Right out of the gate, we had a pay-per-view that touched just about every single style and topic of... Re- oh, I was going to leave. Oh. I was going to bleed in. Shit, what's up, man? Anyway, we had, a, we had a pay-per-view this weekend that touched literally every corner of wrestling. Every corner of wrestling. I mean, Deathmatch itself wasn't fully represented at this pay-per-view, but it had a lead-up. It had a place. And even Deathmatch kind of led into the AEW. We got, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this weekend. Or, or, or this Thursday, man, crazy weekend, crazy weekend. Angel, welcome, welcome to the pit. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, caught me off guard there. I was like, oh, shit. So Mel's not here with us yet, so I think we'll hold off on going straight into AEW. Maybe we'll start the roundtable. JoJo's going hype in the comments. JoJo made a great comment that GCW has been on fire. And I know that Angel wasn't – wasn't. Uh, we were all separated for War Games. We've all kind of watched it separately. But what are your thoughts on War Games? Uh, well, uh, I, I, I can only really comment it? on the last two matches, but okay. from what I saw, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I thought the war games, um, it was chaos. It was vicious. It was everything that I was expecting to see out of some deathmatch professionals doing a war games. It, 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 they were like nothing looked like it was fake. They looked like they legit wanted to kill each other, you know? Like compared to some other war games I've seen in some other companies, like this was very refreshing. Like not at all what I was expecting, and they were doing some really crazy shit. Like Cologne did that fucking flip off the cage on some fucking glass. Spanish fly, yeah, did that Spanish Mm. fly? Fucking loved it. I, I love the war games. Ninja Mac, Dante Leon was on the underguard. Uh, JoJo shouting out from the comments. GCW show from top to bottom was great. Honestly, it, when, you, when you think about the aspect of All Out being AEW's kind of coup de grace right now, okay. uh, GCW 
had Art of War games, which you, you kind of have the concept of war games, which can't really be trademarked. You can't really gimmick a, a match. Like, if you get super specific, you can. But um, GCW kind of went a step above and said, you know, we're going to make it a death match. So, like we talked about, it was Team MDK, which was uh, Nick Gage and uh, Second Gear Crew, which was Effie, Manser, Matt Justice, um, uh, AJ Gray, and Alex Cologne joined them to take on the, the whole squad of 4-4-0. It was absolutely a War Games match. It was deathmatch style the entire time. Um, 4-4-0 takes the W here in this match, and I think that this is the right call. Not because I think that anybody's trying to put Nick Gage over or MDK over or anyone like that. Um, I just think it's the right call in this situation. The 4-4-0, they are the heels leading into the storyline. It is, it is a storyline that's been almost two years in the making. Um, it probably marks the end of 4-4-0 and GCW for a while. What? That's that's kind of the word on the street is that this might have been the chapter closing for 440 in GCW right now. Just because Ricky Shane Page is tweeting about not doing death matches. He's still got a couple hardcore matches left to do, but a lot of transition taking place. But um how did you feel like like the tubes in the war games? Like it was a nice refreshing aspect of war games because we've had early late 80s, early 90s war games. And then we had WCW's version of War Games, and we've had NXT War Games. But we literally had Deathmatch War Games, essentially. Yeah. To me, it was the closest. Juan, you might be able to speak to this more than Angel. Uh, it, it was the closest thing to me to Cage of Death since Cage of Death left. Oh, man. I haven't seen the, the whole – actually, I haven't seen any of the shows from this past weekend except for the AEW pay-per-view. You know, I've been so so busy with work and everything, but uh, all the clips I've seen and and people talking about it, people who were there live, they said that it was an amazing show. Both both of the shows, the three cup stuff and the uh, <clears throat> art of uh, war games, I've heard nothing but good re- reviews about. And I, I just actually just found out that uh, four four zero one, and like you said, yeah, like. They might no, be taking a break. Oh, they lost? They lost. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, then, I mean, you know, when, when you're doing factions, like, it's kind of hard to match up, you know, pair up, make matches where you actually use the whole the whole crew, the whole faction. So doing the War Games match was uh, the perfect idea, the perfect way to do it. And even if they had won, like, it like who else was gonna face him? Like, like out of four four zero, you you know your your main stars are RSP, Atticus, and Eric Ryan. Yeah. So yeah, those yeah. can continue with rivalries and stuff. But when it comes to the whole group as a whole, like, what are you gonna do with them? That's Correct. a good one. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, Mel is backstage with us, guys. I'm gonna pull her in really quick. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Nice talk. Come on in, Mel. Hopefully she'll get transitioned in. I'm not running the graphics this week, but uh, hey, uh, kind of so, prove your no, Angel. You were saying, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So sorry because I kind of I know we kind of just skipped over like some of the earlier matches, but how, how did the Texas guy do? I, I, I like I, I kept seeing uh, clips from guys from like uh, 
like Leon and stuff like that. Like, and wasn't ASF was ASF in the match too or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as, as most GCW shows that feature death matches on, because keep in mind GCW is running a hybrid situation. Uh, they're having death matches on shows, but not death match full shows. So you usually need an intermission and a and there's almost always a scramble match. Hey. <laughs> In the scramble, hey several random guys, uh, Gringo Loco, a couple other people. Uh, the Texas guys were Ninja Mac, Dante Leon, and ASF all showed up. Nice. And they even kind of had a cool spot. They did like a milk crate spot. Uh, Shane Taylor was in the match. They did. A- I was just about to ask you about that, guys. I was like, if you, did I miss the milk crate spot yet? <laughs> no, no, no. So literally you have uh, Ninja Mac going up one side, Dante Leon going up the other. And and Mer- uh, Shane Mercer just launches yeah, some. I don't know who it was outside. Just launches them through the milk crates. The whole thing was crazy watching. I mean, milk crates went flying into the crowd because yeah, they, they did, did it right in front of the seat. Some some fan had a, a really good view of the cell phone. It was like milk crate went right into it. Yeah, but it was a good spot. I mean, right now GCW came down. Keep in mind, GCW came down and had that show in local in July, and GCW has shown a lot of love to Texas boys ever since that show. ASF yeah, they're coming back in December. Ninja Mac, they're coming back in December. I mean, honestly, GCW is 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 really showing everybody that Texas is about it. Absolutely. Yeah. That sure. that show was crazy. I, I was only watching clips of it because I didn't I didn't buy it. But man, just the clips that I saw. Then of course I had friends that were there. They were just posting shit and they were just going nuts. I mean, some of the clips were just so shaky because they were going crazy. So I mean, I'm so sad. I wish I wish we could, I could have gotten it. I'll probably have to go buy it and uh, and stream it later. So now that we're all four yeah. here, we can kind of talk about the, the this particular part that touched everyone, which was. Uh, Matt Cardona has his storyline. Keep in mind, Matt Cardona. For those of y'all who aren't familiar, it's uh, what was it? Zach Ryder from WWE. Yeah. On the Indies has been Matt Cardona, and he he kind of came into GCW. He had a death match with Nick Gage. He won the world title, and he's been working the fans ever since. And he had an open challenge that took place after War Games. So we all kind of knew something was up because they bled into the main event, but they didn't take down the cage and they didn't clear any of the glass out yep. of the rings for war games. They just told them, come on out and fight. It's GCW. If you're going to be GCW champ, you got to fight in the glass. So he goes out and he's trying to have his open challenge against the nobody. It's just some clown character from. Dude, Frank the Clown. Come on. Frank the Clown. What's funny because he, he's actually like a, a local Chicago guy. So everyone there already knows him. So they already yeah. know what a fucking schmuck he is. That's and he's dating Noel Foley. Come on, he's dating Noel Foley. He's been her. her is that you know. real? Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 For that years. No, 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 no. They've been together like what, ten years or something. Yeah, some ridiculous like that. Yeah, yeah. Noel Foley has been of dating age for ten years. Well, they've been. Uh, well, I I want to say she's like let's say twenty eight, and then they've been together since they were like eighteen or something like that. Yeah, no, they've been together for experience. forever. That makes sense. Crazy. Oh, my, I'm old. That's why he did that whole spot a couple years ago with uh, Mick Foley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just goes to show you that there's, yeah, no, no matter how you look like, all you need is some skill and some game, and maybe and so, guy- and maybe be, maybe be, you know, good in some other departments as well. But you know, who knows? Yeah. And the guy so can talk on the mic. I mean, he's he's. I mean, that clown is hated in Chicago. Hated. Yes, he is. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big situation. Like I was really confused. I was not uh, uh, in the know about Frank the Clown. 
And he came out and the match started. I, I compared him to Cheeseburger. If you've ever seen Cheeseburger and Ring of Honor, it was like that time that Nick Gage fought Cheeseburger. I mean, there was glass everywhere. There was a clown. Zack Ryder yeah. was in there. Shit was <laughs> I had smoked way too much. I'm just saying, like, it was a crazy situation. But the end result was actually that Moxley showed up. Wait, 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 wait. But well, what led up to it though? Because first, it, like, it, it's okay. So, cause you, you get to build up to it. Cause yeah. it, the way I, I, I love how it was booked, right? So first, Cardona's fucking healing shit. Then he brings Frank the Clown. Yeah. Then he fucking beats him. He's like, fuck yeah, dude. And then G Raver fucking comes out. We thinking, yes. oh, he's gonna fucking save the day with a whole bunch of druids, right? And then G Raver was there to save the day, <laughs> dude. Okay, okay I'm, 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 yes, against against Matt Cardona. No. Oh, I no. dude, when, I, when I tell you, when I tell you what G Raver has already said, when that very few times am I ahead of the storyline, but when G Raver came out of the curtain, I was like, he is not here to help Matt Cardona. Uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, not help. No, not help. No, like, no, like, beat him. You know, like, like. Oh, come, oh come yeah, to... yeah, he was definitely there to fuck somebody up. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I meant, right? So then, of course, so then all the Jewish try to attack him, and he's like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck you, this is all you got, this is all you got. And then the fucking reveal. You, you start seeing the fucking movement. And then you yeah. see people. That, I remember there's this one chick that was like in the front. I, I, she was like losing her fucking mind. And then yeah. when he revealed the fucking mask. Ah, dude. Chills, dude. Fucking amazing moment. Well, keep in mind, for those of y'all that didn't watch it, um, when Nick Gage was champ, that was one of the ways that Cardona showed up to kind yes. of troll him. Was he came out with G-Ravers Druids and in, in, in their, in their setup and... He acted like Mox, but it was actually yes. just Cardona. It was a big rib on the fans. So it was yeah. so it was, good. It had everybody fooled. People were going nuts thinking it was Moxley. He even did the stunner. Everybody was like, oh shit, it's Moxley. And no, he, he revealed himself as Cardona and the crowd went, I mean, they were pissed. I mean, they were pissed when he won, but that was like leading up to it. That was such man, such heat when he when he turned out to be him. I loved it. So the end result was yeah. Mox is actually now the GCW world champ. Yep. Like and Mox showed up and said, I heard there was an open challenge essentially and answered it. Yep. I mean, Matt Cardona's kind of already gone on his whole spiel of like, well, this and that and the other. But I mean, I, th I think the storyline that I've heard is that because G Raver showed up because everything was still going, Cardona's ch open challenge was open. That that's the storyline that I heard that they're going with the counteract. See, but he still is the GCW Universal Champion with the fucking spinner. Yeah, he's also yeah. he's also the WWE Internet Champion. If we're if we're fucking talking about spinner. all of Macro's active fake titles at the moment. Listen, man, I'm just saying that's, that's what you're saying. But wait, Paul, but but that that's not just that's like that would have been like the icing on the cake, right? If it was just like fucking just oh, it's Moxley, cool, and then Gage comes out. Yeah, and fucking looks comes out and stay and like do it do it face to face. I was like, oh my god, we're going back. Like, how long has it been? Like ten years since they fought? Fifteen? Mm -hmm. uh, so actually, it's not uh it's not a fight. It's not a rematch situation. If you for those of y'all not in the know, Moxley had yeah. a very brief stint in CZW way 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 way, oh, yeah. way back, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, I don't yeah. know that him and Nick Gage ever fought fought. But basically what happened was I don't think Moxley was on his own Wait. New York rise at the same time as Gage, and then Mox got picked up. So he just – it was essentially the same thing that happened with Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan had a similar run. And for those of y'all that really want to know, if you want to get the know on your boy, there's a great YouTube video on uh, – on YouTube. 
There's a great YouTube video on YouTube about Moxley's tenure in CCW. It's only about 12 minutes. I've referenced it before. It's a really good watch. But, um, yeah, it, that's why they say it's 10 years in the making because Mox's CZW run was so good and so hot, but it just ended because he got signed. Hold on. I, I, I'll tell you if I can look because I know I'm not crazy. Because I know I remember seeing it was, it was a triple threat. It was like uh, the the old WREF who turned out to be a fucking uh, racist piece of shit versus oh, Moxley versus Gage. So we got a comment Wait. from from the from – backstage that they did fight and gage almost cut his tongue out with a pizza cutter yes, yeah see? that's what i that's what i thought i see, just couldn't remember crazy, if I was in my head or not <laughs> you yes, had I'm me thinking it was like, minute. you had me thinking it was the mandela effect i was like that. man I, I was like is it maybe in my head i'm wrong yeah but still though it was also it was awesome it, it, it was truly one of the top moments of the weekend it, this whole weekend which is topped with so much stuff like the that thing, was like, here's awesome. the thing and this is where we're going to kind of break AEW into the mold because you got to think about it like this is going to be a death match. This is going to be the first time that a mainstream world heavyweight champion is going to go into a death match like in his prime, like while all that shit's going on for him. Like AEW is actually full blown acknowledging that death match is actually a sport. It's yeah. actually a type of wrestling, and it's legitimate. Like AE, where everyone else has shit on death match wrestling. AEW has allowed it to shine. AEW has allowed it to say, you know what? It is respectable. And not only are we going to let Gage come on our show, we're going to let Moxley go over there and yeah. deathmatch with you guys. Yep. That, that's a good yeah. thing. Like, um, you know, when it comes to GCW and AEW, which right now, like, they're like the top standard for independent wrestling, it's like they're acknowledging all these different styles of wrestling yeah like you have your hot flyers you got your comedy you got your your dead match you got your strong style you got your females division so that that's something cool like what a time to be alive and be a wrestling fan because so i have a question you... i saw a meme and i let me get your take on this because it's really up to what you're saying somebody compared uh wwe wcw and ecw to fast forward 22 years and now we have WWE, AEW, and GCW. Do we have a similar setup here? Do we have two major companies that can supply a product on the mainstream cable and a third product that brings a huge level of exposure to everybody that's not on that main stage yet? Well, I will say, though, I, I was very impressed with the with the production of GCW. I, I don't know what was there more money brought in but it, it, it didn't look like uh like a dingy promotion like there was there was replay i was like dude i was like oh shit it's a fucking replay shit like that you know and like the cameras were on point i heard it was they actually had a camera on a fucking uh dolly yeah, and shit they, like they that yeah they had to yeah yeah <laughs> i wonder i wonder who, who who that could be it's probably it's 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 probably jaime hi jaime <laughs> hey what's up jaime so what's up daddy but yeah, no, dude. I, you know, right. you remember GCW's under that lawsuit because they did not want to, uh, they did not want to be on IWTV or IWTV anymore, and That's they were willing to breach that contract. And now you look at them; they're out of the pandemic ticket era. I know we're not out of the pandemic era, but we are still in an era where you can sell out a room. It's 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 not taboo yeah. to do that, and also everything they do is on fight for fifteen ninety nine. Their smaller shows are twelve ninety nine or thirteen ninety nine, but yeah. I mean. Essentially, 
GCW is getting money for every level of eyes that's on there. And they're one of the few products that's backing that shit up. I mean, you talk about booking Matt, uh, Matt Cardona, Nick Gage, uh, Mox. Uh, they're going to book Suzuki coming up. Like, there's a lot of talent. And they're running mainstream and they keep going. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think uh, the fact that they have like Moxley on there and some AEW talent is a testament to how much AEW trusts them. Because I don't think right? AEW would let in their independent talent, or excuse me, their talent go to the independents or GCW and do these shows if they didn't trust them. So yeah. I think that them letting their talent go to GCW is a testament to how much they trust them. I also think that you know, um, also I think that. We'll uh, I know. <laughs> no. I, I know. I know. I'm wearing the wrong Shoot. shirt. I know GCW <laughs> has, done, has done bad to some of the Texas promotions. I do. I've had this conversation. At heavy put put the Rollins uh, coming back. <laughs> yeah, I mean. No, uh, but if you if you think about it, when was the last time you heard something mainstream about Matt Cardona before GCW? Are you really going to tell me that Matt Cardona are okay? Let me back up. Are you really going to tell me that we have Spring Break, we have Blood Sport, we have Tournament of Survival, we have the Collective two listen, times a year listen. now, and you guys are going to tell me that yes. Matt Cardona yes. put Jesus on the map? Hold on, hold on. Untrue. Okay, okay. No, no, hold on, hold on, no, hold on, hold on. Now. Maybe maybe it's an exaggeration. It's an exaggeration. First, Moxley got to GCW first. Okay, okay, okay. Go over there. Go over there. He probably knows more than you right now. Honestly. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm. It's an exaggeration to say that he got put on the map. They got put on the map. But I will say, you you bring up a great points. Yeah, they they had all these great events and whatnot. But what? But I've I barely ever see GC GCW talked about in all the other groups. I know I love Garfield too, buddy. But but when Matt Cardona was doing his stick, I was getting like non GCW fans like hit like, oh shit, yo, GCW, what the hell is this? Or like, oh, this is pretty funny. I know people that actually checked out this show just because of what Matt Cardona was doing. So did they put on the map? No, I wouldn't say put on the map. But he definitely brought new fans in. Uh, I'll definitely say that. And I I, I don't no, think right. that it is a. I also don't think that it is a coincidence that. Macardona gets more eyes on the, on the product, and now we're seeing we saw a higher production of 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 GCW. That's so I, so 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 I wouldn't say to put him on the map, but he definitely put more eyes on the product. Because I'm saying I'm in a whole bunch of groups. No one talks GCW. Like everything, there were people were like obsessed with what Cardona was doing because he was doing some amazing heelish shit. He came out looking like came out with a fucking crown that said he was a death match. Yeah, he was a deathmatch king, looking like Macho King. Like, come on now. Like, and he comes out with the fucking belt that spins and shit like that with Velcro. Like, people are like loving that shit. So yes, I, I, I maybe not put on the map, but for sure he brought more eyes to the product because more more people were talking about it. people that don't normally talk about GCW were talking about it. But I think it worked both ways because at the same time, people who were not uh, fans of Cardona. And were fans of GCW became fans of him, or started to yeah. hate him, and they will buy tickets to go to those shows, or they will buy more pay per views because they want to see him. Hopefully, get his ass whoop or whatever. Yeah. So I, I feel like it was a good alliance to for, for them sure. to work with Cardona and Cardona with GCW because at the end of the day, Cardona is making money, GCW yeah. is making money. 
Yeah. All right. It, it, it was, it was mutual great. argument of the fan base. The fan base in GCW, if that fan base ha- wasn't as white hot as they were when Cardona came in, like honestly, yes. all of yep. Matt Cardona's run has really been aggravating that fan base. Or, yeah. or just entertaining whatever, however you look at it, and getting that reaction back. And I really want to compare. I want to talk about Houston. So let's talk about Avenue B, that building, the Coliseum, the or, or whatever they call it. There, I've been to three separate promotions in that building, and no one's fucking fan base is as wild as Locos. And that's the thing. Like when I was at Loco and that show, I was like, damn, this is really what makes it. Two weeks later, we were at WrestleRay. WrestleRay put on a great show. A great show. No lie. That crowd base did not come with it. Like, just to say a, a, a fan is a fan at a venue because there's wrestling in the yep. town, that's not true. You have no. to create that fan base. And GCW created a fan base that Matt Cardona could bounce off of. So yeah. I think I think it's kind of like Absolutely. everybody's a little bit right in a way. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, no. they, so then got, you had to. We gotta get off this topic. We were this was like a ten minute topic because we gotta talk all out. All four uh, of us are here, and we've gotta talk all out. So sure, let, let's just transition away from Art of War games. I love y'all for talking so much about it. It's my hold, hold on. Can, can can I just say something? New Japan. No. Yeah, because I mean that helps. Yeah, that helps transport. That helps transport. I thought we were gonna go do AEW, and then you were gonna talk about your part oh. and finish it at New Japan. Okay, yeah, 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 all right, all right. Roland wants to hear you talk about New Japan. Roland wants to hear about it. Let's go. Really? Hey, Roland, Roland, Roland doesn't Japan. want to hear AEW. That's why. <laughs> You'll talk New Japan. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, here, I'll just quickly just say the right now, uh, New Japan Day One was my I think arguably the second best show of the summer. Uh, it was there's really barely 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 any shenanigans. Show and Joe killed it. I'm annoyed that show. This whole story arc for show was him joining the fucking uh, House of Pain, which is evil Dick Togo and um, and the fucking Tokyo Pimp. Uh, that's super disappointing because that that really comes off as like new as like uh, um what do you call them end of yo silver or end of yo B team because uh it's exactly what's gonna be so that's really super disappointing and uh, that actually led to the main event for day day two so that's kind of annoying um and then after that oh oh yeah oh shit. Chase and fucking Toriano tore the fucking house down. Like, are you kidding me? I heard so, about that, man. Dude, so Chase kept so Chase kept instigating fucking Yano and was telling him, I want you to be your GBH self, right? Which is, he, he was more heelish. He's actually a, a collegiate wrestler. So he, he can wrestle. So he's like, okay, you want me to do that? He fucking, fucking bleached his hair blonde again. And they just had a 20 minutes of just fucking craziness of ladders chairs handcuffs it was a cool spot actually where because he because Yano brought the handcuffs he brought he had the keys and a wrist wrap so he gets handcuffed he gets he's getting beat up by a kendo stick uh fucking chase comes out with a bat he unlocks the fucking handcuffs and fucking uh, starts being a shadow uh the match ends with uh Yano trying to put scissors in his eyes so chase maybe maybe you shouldn't have called it called it called out gbh Yano. i mean i'm just saying that's maybe not also, Cobb versus Okada, fucking awesome. Uh, 
Cobb really? is not fucking human. He's not fucking human. I don't. He was thrown. Okada is like what two forty five, two sixty. He was tossing around like a fucking doll. Like he tossed him around like I throw around my kid. Fucking catching him, suplexes him everywhere. This back and forth. Uh, the match ends with a super fucking uh tour tour the islands, which is fucking great. So I can't. So it was fucking great, and it was a great fucking match. And then last Tanahashi and Ibushi tore the house down. It's very emotional. Ibushi was fucking crying. Great. Uh, night two, uh, not the case. Uh, night two ha- had a junior tag team match uh, with Despian and Kanemaru day one. Uh, so now they are actually. So now um, the cutest world tag team uh, is coming to Texas without the titles. So that kind of sucks. But what can you do? Next, it was Chaos versus Dangerous Techers and Lij, and the fucking Dangerous Techers won because it's fucking the year of Taichi as fucking usual. Yes. Oh, and then Taichi was calling out Okada. He said, I-, "I want you and Tanahashi to become a tag team so we can fight against y'all." I will literally cry if that happens because I fucking I would love that fucking Why tag team. Why would anyone want to fight a tag team of Okada and Tanahashi? Because they because remember, so New Japan is all about fighting spirits. So they so they want to show that who right. is the best, who has a, who who's they want to beat the best to prove that they're the best. So it's 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 a classic uh it's a classic kind of kind of storyline that you don't see that much in wrestling anymore, you know, but. I enjoy it. Uh, next, you have Hiromu and Eagles. Hiromu is usual crazy self. Fucking Eagles was fucking crazy as usual. And actually, uh, Eagles beat Hiromu, which was kind of shocking. And now, fun to find out, Eagles is coming to Texas. It's going to be in, a, in, on, in the Dallas show with the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Belt. And Osprey put out a tweet saying, hey, I hear you're going to do double duty in Texas. I can't wait to see you there. Because some people that don't know, Osprey was the one who recommended Eagles uh, to come up because uh, uh, Osprey was actually staying in Australia for a bit, and he found Eagles, and he yeah. brought him to New Japan. And there was a lot of rumors going around that they're looking for a junior in the Empire, and what a better junior to have than the fucking Robbie Eagles, who's essentially like Will Osprey before he bulked up. Right. So it should be fucking great. And then the last match was Evil versus... Uh, Evil versus Shingo. Uh, I, it was unexpected. Uh, there was no shenanigans. Evil had a just straight up fight against Shingo. It was great. Nice. No, it was not. I, no, it was oh, fucking was man, not. I thought for once. <laughs> I thought for For the fucking very start, the, the match literally starts <laughs> and fucking there's the house of pain out there with a fucking chair, and the whole fucking thirty minutes is a house of. Fucking, it's not House of Pain. House of Torture. That's 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 an old school help out group. The House of Fucking Torture. Fucking just being annoying and motherfuckers and just interfering in the goddamn IWGP Heavyweight match is fucking annoying. I hated it. Uh, Lij came out in the end to fucking help out Shingo. And Shingo fucking won. But who gives a fuck? Because fucking evil fucked shit up. I fucking hate it. Goddamn, I fucking hate that goddamn match so much. Um, and uh, just you know, the G1 uh, lineup was. Was uh this was revealed? I will talk about it next week because it brings up to a point that I have that that really uh this forbidden door is open in the U.S. but it's completely closed in Japan and they really should open that door up. But but, but that's but, all but, I have. Wait, wait. Hmm? Are you going to the G1? Are you going to the G1? What? Oh, fuck, dude, no. The way, the way Japan is right now, fuck that, dude. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not risking shit. Plus, dude, like, they, there's, it, these are dome shows at MetLife, and they only had 2,000 people, 2,2400 people. It was empty as fuck. So the pr- product combined with the COVID is not helping New Japan whatsoever. And they really should be doing some other things that other organizations they like NOAA and DT are doing. 
in LA? Yeah, it's called the, yeah, yeah, it's called the, the MetLife Stadium. Uh, MetLife. Yeah, yeah. they ran Japan. in LA. No, this is just straight up New Japan. It wasn't strong, right? No, 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 no. There's a straight revamp. Wait, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about football right now. No, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's the, the medley. Hold on, I, I gotta look this shit up. Anyways, Yo, it, happy it was, birthday, you know. Matt. I see Matt in the comments. Happy birthday, yeah. Matt. We love you. One of our number one fans. Happy birthday, bro. Yeah. But anyways, so that that's all I have for New Japan right now. Uh, I would say check out night one for sure. Uh, don't bother with night two because it ends right. with fucking evil. So this this is a good segue. So. I don't know if you guys saw this, but on Twitter, um, Kenny Omega and Osprey kind of like had a little back and forth. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that. So Kenny Omega kind of told you know Osprey was kind of like, oh, that's that's your number one guy. I could take him out, and Kenny Omega was like, well, I thought you could, but you know, you guys couldn't keep up what we built over there. You know, kind of like dogging him as well with New Japan, which was I thought was great. Yep. Yeah, but no, no, but it's, it's even better because Omega called him a dork. And yeah, Omega, I love Omega. He's my he's one of my favorite wrestlers. I have him on the wall over there. That dude's a fucking dork. Straight up, he's a fucking dork. To be a, to yes, be called yes. by dork by Omega, fuck. I mean, and he does bring up some good points, but I mean, there's more to the discussion of why why there's not a good transition between Omega and these other guys. But I mean, as a heel, as a heel in America, talking shit. I mean, you can't argue that. Hey, we got a YouTube comment. Look at that. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't argue that because I mean, that, I mean, it's like I said, it's a good segue because Omega uh, and the Young Bucks they helped New Japan. You know, the tag team they you know they had the Bullet Club. Ever since they left the Bullet Club, you know, I love those guys over there. I love Chase Owens, but they have not been able to keep it at the level that it was at under um, under the Prince, under Adam Cole, under you know Adam under all those uh, not Adam Cole, uh, Kenny Omega, New Japan, uh, AJ. AJ Styles, AJ Styles has not yeah. been able to keep has not been able to keep a the level of the New Bullet Japan Club as it was. A lot of steam during COVID. A yeah, lot they did. Of steam. Yeah, out of all the companies, there's two companies that were affected the most by COVID. It's CMLL and New Japan. Those are the two companies. Is that a New fucking point? What the fuck do you have? What New Japan was doing was a lot of like intertrading relationships in wrestling, yep. and all of a sudden the borders were closed, so the New Japan guys couldn't yeah. travel in. Other guys couldn't travel out. There was oh shit. New Japan had made so much conversation in, in literally trash talking people to come over and fight them. You had yeah. Brian Danielson trying to get over to to AEW right. you know, or to New Japan. You had Japan. a lot of guys, and the door was shut. So New Japan had to rely on its current talent roster, and it, I agree, it kind of fell flat. I mean, we started losing a lot of those fifty minute matches. We started losing yep. a lot of those hot feuds, those white hot feuds that caught Twitter on fire. Yeah. Well, it, 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 I mean, but it, so okay, so they still. Okay, I, I don't want to. I want to. I would dispute that the match quality is, was still there. It's just here in North America, the Bucks, Omega, the Elite, they're over as fuck. They're they're the reason why New Japan was able to do so big here. In Japan, it hasn't really mattered. Like Japan, like if it wasn't for COVID, New Japan would still be doing great without the, the Elite. But so it's more here in the states that the interest of New Japan has gone away because of AEW. But in Japan, though, like New Japan was still doing good. I mean, now because of COVID, it's a different situation. And now some of the other companies in uh, in Japan, like uh, like fucking uh, Noah and Dragon Gate, are about to start working together. Which means we'll probably start seeing some DDT guys also show up in those shows. Right. So th there's a lot of mutual stuff happening and. Just New Japan has has is like WWE. They do, they don't see a world outside of them. 
This is right. the next of wrestling. This, I mean, honestly, yeah. it really, it really is. People are going to have to start thinking about different. The game has evolved. The game has changed entirely. Like this weekend alone was like, yeah, the it felt like the closing of a book. Like yeah. in a lot of places, GC Dub, like Angel said, GC Dub went to a place that had never been before. Yeah, AEW went ele elevated themselves oh. even higher. We have the first ever, the official first. I, I think it's the first ever time that AEW has actually beat WWE in the big time demographic, right. the eighteen to mm -hmm. forty nine demographic. Yeah, yeah, it beat, beat Raw because they, they beat NXT multiple times for Raw. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And, and, and I just want to point out before we get into that, I forgot to say, Stardom, they actually had Stardom matches in New Japan. Please bring oh. some more. They fucking did amazing. Like, these, the both, like, both matches were over. Uh, the woman did fucking amazing. So there's, all, there's always, always an argument of, like, oh, New Japan should have a women's division. division. They don't need one, they have Stardom. And yeah, Stardom it is my in my opinion. I'm super biased because I'm the fucking poor bro. I think Joshi Joshi wrestling is beats majority of stuff out there, Correct. like for sure. So Stardom. I so I, I would love to see a lot more Stardom uh, matches and all that. Plus, I mean, I watch Stardom anyway just because I subscribe to it. But still, I just want to point that out. Like, so it, it's it's another first. So this weekend was a whole bunch of new firsts and stuff like that. That was another first. But go on, sorry. So transition. No, I agree. To AEW. No, yeah. I was going to say, you know, this, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but like this, this, they're calling the Wednesday the all out fallout kind of a thing. Uh, so this was the third uh, Wednesday in a row where uh, AEW uh, not only was number one, but they, they won their demographic. Like they were number one on cable. So, I mean, that's three Wednesdays in a row. I don't know if they're going to be able to maintain it now that they've made their debuts and stuff like that. But uh, with, the news with the signing of like Lee Moriarty uh, that happened. I don't know where he's going to end up. If he ends up on rampage, if he ends up on dark or elevation, I think they're just going to keep growing. I, I, I do. I want to say this about AEW fans. They're different from the E fans in that the E fans, a lot of them I've noticed don't know wrestling outside of the E they're oh. in a bubble. They're in a bubble. Right. And I feel bad for them because they don't know anything outside the bubble. So once, like, let's say because Adam w. Cole leaves. Yeah. And once, like, let's say Adam Cole leaves, they may never watch him again. They're not, they may not even migrate over to AEW. They're going to stay with the E because that's what they know. That's what they trust. That's what they're comfortable with. But I will hand it to the AEW fans because, damn it, when Monero's, when he walked out, and that they did that, uh, was it Nier Kata? I, I can't think it. Uh, the song. Wait, 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 you talking about Suzuki? Yeah, Suzuki, thank you. Kazuni Nare. I get tongue-tied on it. But E-fans don't know that. And that crowd popped for it. They were loud. They knew it. So it's like, that's a testament to AEW fans, the fact that they watch other stuff outside. Yeah. Um, when you go and you watch the dark masters of WWE, they're they're not popping for some of the guys that are the enhancement talent. Whereas that Lee Moriarty's there, Sky Blue is there, Laney Luck is there. You know these guys. You know uh, Jasmine, Maddie, Vert, whatever. They're there as enhancement talent, and the crowd effing pops for them. That's a testament of people in the area know yeah. your local wrestlers. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You know, and, and it's a bit. But it's also a testament to the way AW books their stuff. Yes. Oh. Oh. You. You want me to talk about Kojima? I can talk about fucking Kojima. I mean. Hey. But I mean. I. I, I figured. I figured. I figured. I figured. We'll, we'll talk about it during the show. But don't worry. I'll. We'll, we'll get to Kojima in a second when we talk about 
all out. But I mean, it's a testament because because I this might shock y'all, but I used to be a WWE fanboy. I was the stand. I would I would like until like five six years ago. That's all I knew was WWE because the way WWE presents their stuff is nothing matters outside. Nothing. Right. There is walls. They don't. Like, people come in with new names. They have no history behind them. AW embraces it. Like when Nick Gage came out, they said, "Yep, he comes with GCW." Blah blah. He comes from this. They talk about Kojima. They talked about he was a former Triple Count champion. He was a former New Japan IWGP uh, champion, right? They talk yes. about they bring up Lee Moriarty. So they talk about his stuff with Black Label. Like, is like they like because Tony Khan is such is one of us. And he's a guy he's such who a wrestling loves nerd. wrestling. He's such a wrestling nerd that he yeah. he realizes. Let me not insult the the wrestling audience. Let let me actually build upon what other companies are doing. Lo and behold, yeah. if and it's my shock too. It's like if someone is built strong, you book them strong. Like crazy fucking thought. Like it's it's it's, it's, it's crazy. And that, that's what and, and a testament to also AEW fans. They're booking from that old mindset, like that territory mindset, like Smoky Mountain. What the fuck is that? Like we have Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan is here, and this is what he does. Right. That's why WWE is going to be the last one to ever explore the Forbidden Door. And honestly, yeah, Daniel Bryan not taking that contract to let him wrestle what he called elsewhere is probably slam that shut even longer because Vince is just going to feel like I offered it, I know what took it. No. No, so so there's yeah. actually more to that story. Yeah, so Tony uh, not Tony, I'm sorry. Nick Khan, the guy who's doing all the deals and all that, was this close and not this close. He was talking to New Japan and there was rumors going around that it he was close to signing a deal to start you know, kind of sending guys back and forth because it's not unheard of. So, um, back back when NXT was actually good, fucking we had Jushin Thunder Liger show up and fucking had a match at an NXT takeover. So there was already some type of relationship yeah. there. Yeah, but keep in mind, Jushin Thunder Liger had been through WWE before. No, you know he has, he has, but but mind you, it's been it was years before we've seen something like that in WWE, but I don't right? I want to say, but my thing is this: like, I don't think that the New Japan WWE relationship ever had a chance after the '90s situation. Because no, 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 it, it was '90s. The borrowed talent of the '90s and early 2000s was way better. This was oh, such sure. like an examined, very tightly knit. Like Jushin Thunder Liger coming over was great, but that's a pre-existing relationship. Yeah, no, it was, that's it was, the relationship. The door was open. Oh no, no, for sure, for sure. But that, man, that was just like three, four years ago. But, but, gotcha. but my, but my, my point is though that the fact that Nikon was not able to secure this deal with New Japan is one of the reasons why uh, Byron Danielson decided decided to leave because. He wanted to go to Japan, but yeah, I also want to say the fans, AEW fans, there, there's no other fans like them out there on TV publicly. Uh, in, in a right, right. public on TV, there's no other fans like them. They will, they, they, they cheer for everyone. You never really hear anyone boo. You don't hear chants like "You fucked up, you fucked up." You don't hear disrespectful chants. They're all about it. It's like AEW and AEW fans is a family, and we we want each other to fucking like succeed and beat and be that guy just like ecw legit how ecw was back in the day same type of mindset i fucking love it unless you're red velvet then they fucking tear you to pieces man she missed one uh, one move yeah was it but it was bad but she's hit it eight I out mean, of ten times she's hit it eight out of ten times let's talk about it and they still shit on her i'm like yeah okay fine she's missed twice but i love the fact that this past week she hit it and hit it perfectly and then she she stuck her tongue out at the audience and was like, fuck y'all. And I was like, good for you, Red. Good uh, for you. 
I almost want to say that there's like a run the ropes mentality for certain talent at AEW. Because if you remember, Britt Baker started out that way. People fucking hated Britt Baker. They hated her. And now hated she her. is like, she is top tier. She's like Charlotte Flair level to them. Like she's up there in that tier. But when AEW first came out, they shit all over her to the point that they yeah. like, hey, you had to accept it and say, all right, well, you got to be a heel. There's no way they like you. Yeah. And now they love her. Yeah. And I think that to a degree, I think when the AEW fan base recognizes talent, some of those talents kind of have to go through that. And I really agree. Red Velvet embracing that and just being like, fuck you, I'm back right back. I think that's the thing that's going to help her get respect from that crowd because MJF is over. Fun. Chris Jericho is over. FTR was over. There's a lot of assholes on that. To, to your point, there's a lot of assholes on that roster that get cheered because yep. AEW fan base, they're not stuck. You know, like we've been talking about that. They're not stuck in their product. WWE fans don't know how to get out. They don't know how to watch something else. So they just have to get stuck and watch the same old shit every week. But AEW fans know how to find GCW, New Japan, uh, oh, Joshi shit, like anything. So yep. I think that's really where the love and, and the dedication in that fan base comes from. Yeah, and I sure, think sure. just just staying on the whole Britt Baker thing, I think, you know, Britt Baker is so over everywhere she went. They thought, okay, she's in Pittsburgh. You know, she's going to get cheers. But, you know, she, they're in Chicago. They're in Cincinnati. And everybody's still cheering her. Everybody's still doing the DMD. So they got to watch how they, they book her. Even though she's a heel, she's getting cheers. Um, but I think that's why I think putting her, uh, having Ruby Riot, or excuse me, Ruby Soho, uh, win the battle royal and then putting her against Britt Baker, putting two people that are so over against each other is great because maybe finally Britt will get those boos back because she yeah. needs it. She needs, she needs some boos. Um, I, I love that because, you know, Ruby Soho mo first moment she came out, people were singing her song. She was cheered. Um, she won. The place goes crazy. She comes out on Wednesday. Everybody goes nuts. And, uh, and having her against Britt Baker first, you know, was it Britt Baker kind of blindsided her on Wednesday? And uh, I think that like solidifies, okay, Britt, Britt's a heel, guys. Like tells the audience, Britt's yeah. a heel. Yeah, you can cheer her, but she's still a heel. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. But I you love it. it. It's really starting something. Yeah, you know, I'll say like it was really sad when because uh, I, I saw the like two hour post conference, whatever. And when Ruby Soho said she's, yeah, because she's been a business for a minute and she's had no one ever chant her name. I was like, yeah, what? no way. I mean, because I mean, I don't watch WWE, so I, I don't know. Like, Bro, but she, I, I thought she was part of like big... sometimes is so bad, like so bad. Like yeah. that, when you hear her say like fans never chant my name, like, damn, you were on the WWE roster. Like you would think those fans, but it's not Ruby's fault because I mean, I knew about Ruby before she ever hit WWE. And I mean, honestly, yeah. like that's a testament to how well you've done. Yeah, for sure, I for think sure. the problem is, is that. She was never, she never really got a solo, solo run in the E. She always had, she was always part of the tag team or the trios, you know, with Sarah Logan. And then, of course, Liv Morgan. And who did they push the hardest? Liv Morgan. So I think that the loudest cheers came from, for her tag team partner. I mean, let's be honest. She's Liv Morgan. I'm not saying anything negative about her, but she is the E stereotype. She's the blonde, the cute blonde, whatever, right? I mean, that's what they yeah. seem to gravitate towards. And Ruby is the tattooed weirdo that 
WWE may not push as hard, you know? I'm sorry to say it, but I think she fits in really well with the AEW roster, and I'm finally glad they're getting more women in there. And as much as I love the fact that they're still signing guys, I wish they would sign more women to their roster because for every, I don't know, five men, they've got one woman, and the women need more competition. Um, The women need tag titles. The women need to be... Put over more. You have four shows um, a week. You have four shows a week. You have two live shows and two pre-taped shows. Like you totally yeah. got space for women's roster. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, as much as I love seeing Penelope Ford do the same match over and over again. Yeah, exactly, Angel. Uh, you got a whole roster there that's waiting to be used. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, for sure. So, I mean, I, I love that Ruby was added. I still think there's more women in the Indies and out there that could be added that deserve a shot. So, that makes them so good is like somebody compared like WWE's faction mindset to like a rocket. There's really mm-hmm. only one star in a faction ever. And that is this top person. Everyone else that's in this faction along the way will become victim or sectioned off in storyline or whatever. The point of a faction is almost always to elevate one star. So that whole storyline, that whole feud, that whole year and a half thing that they'll do, it's ultimately booked in a direction to put one person over. So you have people like Ruby getting stuck in WWE trying to get that effect and they get all the way to the top. And creative never does anything with them. It's like sending a rocket to space with no mission. Now you go over to WWE or to AEW, and these factions make sense. Like the Elite makes sense. The Dark Order makes sense. Jurassic Express makes sense. Like gimmicky or not, the factions make sense. And they're not put together to destroy three people in the process of making one. And I think that's where actually AEW will rule out. Because everybody that walks in, you don't have to feel like less excited about this. Yeah. This premiere, this surprise, because you know they're going to use punk. You know that you're going to yeah. use punk. Exactly. And, and, and I feel like they like build upon each other because I because one right. guy I, I was gonna I want to talk about like for example like um uh, like Eddie Kingston like I follow Eddie Kingston his career for a very long time follow you know Boricua in New York you know all that you know and I remember hearing stories like they would tell him like even Mox would tell him like you don't have no idea how over you are he's like no nah, no nah, you know whatever do whatever right and then like. He showed like the first match. He comes out and the whole crowd was fucking insane. Like yeah. I, that, that made me so fucking happy. And had an awesome match. Like and like you know what? Miro is is a great example of. He's he looks like a like a big bad dude. I admit I admit at first he was but kind of really stupid, but now he's like he looks like a big bad dude. He he beats people. Oh my god, he's over because he beats people. Like, no, I liked him as the best man. You stop it. It was a perfect segue uh, into the end. It was a great segue to bring him in. They couldn't just bring him in. Hey, here's a big, strong guy who's going to start beating the shit out of people. No, it had to make sense. It made sense. And then have him turn on Kip and Penelope, I liked it. It was great. It was like, because it was great because it built him up and it made him yeah. into the monster that he is now. And I liked it. Yeah. I liked but it. Speaking, speaking of Miro, we got a comment over here that I really want to address. No, I don't want to address it because I think it's bullshit. Who cares where they came from? <laughs> I want to go. I want to go with it. I'm ready. Oh, to no, go. Dude, no, don't bring it up. Specifically says AEW spends all this money on X WWE talent. I knew you're gonna bring it up. And I am ready to talk about this because I've been sitting on this forever. 
Nobody calls you an ex-Domino's employee. Nobody talks about how you are Sarah Evans's ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend. We don't ever refer to anybody in their ex. In a society that is seeking current, right now, recognition for what I am, who I am now, in a society where people say, well, cancel culture is toxic. You know, we've changed since then. We in the wrestling world are still calling guys ex-WWE guys. In a world we, where yep. we idolize football that has trades all the time, baseball, sports, politics, companies we work at, people we hang out with, there is literally fucking change in every aspect of where you go. And those of you that call people ex-WWE guys, that is some paramecium, single-cell brain type of shit. And you need to really think about the crap that you're saying. That's like me coming up to you and go, oh, I know you. You're your mom's less favorite son. Yeah, congratulations on that, man. Like, I just think that that's so fucking stupid. Like, what are we supposed to do? Is Miro supposed to go retire? Because he works exactly. in WWE, and now they don't want him, but he's an ex-WWE guy. Is he supposed to go retire? Are you supposed to quit when you decide you don't like your job at Hooters? Exactly. Becky, you know, and, 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 everybody needs to chill the fuck out with that. I mean, shit. do That's we call do we call Kenny Omega the Young Bucks? Do we call Prince uh, AJ Styles and the and uh, Finn Balor? Oh, we call them all ex, ex, guys? ex New Japan, Japan guys? guys. Come on, guys. Ex ROH guys. Come on. Yeah, ex like, ROH. Yeah. I'm so people, over that. I'm so yeah. over. There's no I. There's. Like in a world where WWE is proving to be the second quality product, if not the 19th, and we're talking about mainstream. So out of the two, WWE is definitely less than the other. But honestly, this whole like, oh, they're hiring ex-WWE talent. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, see, no, see. They're hiring just... experienced, talented guys because they have a roster full of young guys who need direction. They have a roster full of young guys that need to go over. They have a roster full of young guys that need to learn the business. And what better than to learn from Brian Danielson, uh, CM Punk, Adam Cole, I mean, Miro, and, you know, Adam Cole, let's face it, if he would have made it to the main roster, whether what Dave Meltzer said was true or not, let's face it, he would he would have not, he probably would not have been booked correctly. We all would have been pissed off, because I would have. He would have lost his team. He would have lost his steam. He would have ended up like Finn Balor back back in NXT doing yes. who knows what. So, I mean, I'm fine with him going, hey, I see my limitations on the, on the E. I see my limitations on the E. I'm going to go head out with my friends because they're going to book me better. Why yeah, not? Hey, and I just want to point out, just because because we got some other matches I want to talk about, just because we're running out of time. Uh, Kojima fucking kicked ass. All the people that oh said, all the people who fucking said that, oh, oh, we have Tanahashi. Kojima's fucking old. Go fuck yourself. Kojima showed why he's a fucking awesome dude. Okay. Uh, besides that, yo, we cannot leave without talking about the fucking Lucha Bros. Finally. Fucking finally! How long did it fucking take them to book them strong? Good fucking lord. They came out with a new fucking theme song and they fucking tore the fucking house down with goddamn Young Bucks. I fucking love that shit. It was a ah. great match. And I will say this. Long-term fucking booking. They kept doing it. They kept doing it. Everybody kept saying, oh, you guys are still doing the Young Buck versus Lucha Bros. Yeah, but it's a different stipulation. It's a different match. And every freaking time they looked so strong and you knew that it could go either way. I was hoping it was going to go in the Lucha Brothers way, but I was like, ah, oh, I bet you're going to let them retain. So when they won, I think because we were we were all having dinner together, when it, they won, I ha everybody like looked at each other and was like, wait, did it happen? Did it really happen? Yeah. Was there was there... I was like, was there was there something going on? 
it was it was a clean win, and I absolutely loved the match. I love the spot from the top, of, you know, that uh, uh, Ray Phoenix did from the top to yeah. the bottom. Yeah, it was awesome. I just it was just yeah. set up so well. The storytelling was done so well. The Nike with the stupid tax was done so well. Yeah, a PWV callback. Which was uh, fucking loved it, yeah, dude. I'm saying it it, it. it was great. The end. They they won the belt. The Pentagon's uh, daughters were there. It was a wonderful fucking moment. I fucking loved it. And just shout shout out to JoJo for knowing uh, the Bread Club. What's up, brother? I see, I see I see you there. I see you there. Yeah, man. But I fucking dude. I fucking marked after that shit. And also, hey, uh, Chris Jarko and MJF. That that was another fucking good match. Um, again, uh, MJF continues to just show like why he's. I hate to say it now. He's the best heel in the business because uh, and in, in, in when the bell rings, he still does his thing. And I thought Jericho was was actually gonna lose just because you know he's he seemed like he's transitioning to other things. So I was definitely yeah. caught off guard. That, that, I liked that, it, and I know, I, I I loved it. I mean, I loved it. I liked it. I didn't love it. I did like the ending though, with his foot on the rope, because I thought they were going to end it like that. I was like, it's just so funny. And I will say this, and I'll say it out loud. I'm so used to the ease booking that I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it. They're going to leave it like that. I'm already so jaded about certain things. So the fact that they didn't, they acknowledged it. It, because they have it so like they have it so ingrained sometimes in our heads you're like oh yeah that's what they're gonna fucking do so when something is a change i absolutely love it and the fact that they had a ref come out acknowledge it talk to aubrey start restart the match was great i was so happy with it um but i'm glad that feud is done i'm just gonna come out and say it yes. i'm glad the feud I, is I'm, done. same here same here and i just want to point out like Okay, so then the Christian and Omega match was good. Uh, oh, before that, QT Marshall, Paul White, please kick. Don't fucking book him again. I was so Stop. mad that that Stop match it. showed up. Stop oh it. Oh, my God. Like, no. TV. I don't want to see QT Marshall with his lame-ass fucking bowling shirt. He's not, like, I, I get it. Please, stop. Just fucking stop. Anyways, I, I, fuck it. I that's, that's get enough it. of that. I get it. It's a buffer match, but why was it so high up on the card? Can somebody right. explain that to me? Why was okay. it not the Why was it so, not the so, match between the cage so, match and the battle royal? Somebody explain so, that. To so, me. Okay, so 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 Meltzer said. Yeah, so obviously someone told oh. him that uh, that because because there wasn't sure if the matches were going to go over. So if there was, so if 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 the matches went over, they would give rid of that match completely. But gotcha. if, the, if the matches didn't go over, then they had that little buffer time right there to include it, and boom, we're good, right? But All yeah. right, yeah. But yeah, okay, so I say Christian Omega, great match, great fucking match. But again, fucking at, they, 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 they swerved us twice. Fucking Adam Cole comes out, fucking, and they do the double kiss. He does a fucking super kick. Fucking yep. great. And uh, when I heard then, fucking dude. Valkyrie, oh, dude, I, I, I nearly teared up. I was so fucking excited. I think I was more excited. I mean, I love uh, Brian Danielson, but I think I was more excited over Adam Cole just so I could not feel guilty when I yelled Adam Cole, baby, because I was like, okay, I'm going to just turn to NXT just for that <laughs> and then leave. That was Ring of Honor. That was a Ring of Honor thing before it doesn't That's true. NXT. That's true. No, no. Yeah, but I, I, but I would feel guilty on NXT, not Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because for sure. <laughs> I was like, okay, the match and turn the channel. Yeah, but, exactly. Like, I, <laughs> so I, I felt good actually because it was during my anniversary party. Thank you to everybody who came out. Uh so I marked out, I jumped up, I went Adam Cole baby in front of everybody, my friend of my family who was non-wrestling fans. I don't care. It was a great moment. I loved it so much. Yes. Just total mark out okay. moment for me was Adam Cole. 
and you know, and, and what's awesome is so like in the in the press conference, and they're talking about um, they're talking about like all the different stuff, right? And Brian Delson, so you know, CM Punk, he's been talking about, hey, he he he's he's here to you know help the young guys and push yeah. them over. Brian Brian Delson was like, you know what? Uh, I hear some of these guys are pretty good. Like I'm pretty good myself. Like Kenny Omega, he said he he's great. Is he? Uh, you yeah. know, uh, like Darby Allen, is he? So yeah. I'm here to find out. Like he's there. He's like. Honestly, you, Tony, you do the business shit. I'm here to fucking kick ass. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. That, that is the Ring of Honor fucking Brian Danielson, American fucking dragon right there. I love it. love it. Fucking and I love, love it. the fact that they changed his graphic to say the American dragon again. Um, on Wednesday night when he came out, it said the American dragon. It was so great. Uh, I love the media scrum afterwards because there were certain things that stayed in kayfabe when uh, Adam Cole and Brian Danielson were transitioning out for the interviews. They were like, Hey guys, can you keep them apart? They were talking shit to each other. Ruby Soho, when she was coming in, uh, Britt Baker was there too. So you could hear they were kind of talking shit to each other. So I love the fact that even during the media scrum, they were keeping kayfabe and they were just like, Hey, Hey, Hey guys, keep it professional. Keep it professional. Um, I did think it was funny that uh during during the media scrum that uh the lucha bros actually introduced a stipulation to a match yes. with the young bucks they actually want to do a mask versus hair match if tony khan allowed it i'll be so for it i don't care dude i'm yeah. one of the fans that like were like okay fight forever i don't care you guys can just do it you guys want to yes. do a stipulation mask versus hair go for it i don't care and, and when he it. said that tony khan's eyes lit up like oh I think that does sound like a good idea. Like he didn't say it, but his, you can tell in his mind he was starting to move around. Fucking loved it. I saw a comment on one of the threads online. Somebody was like, "Yeah, you know, Tony's got to play that. I like that he plays the character even after the shows." I was like, "Dog, that's not a character." You watch that dude. That's He's not, that is not a character. Not a character that guy no. is legitimately like, "Oh fuck, I'm about to book this shit." Oh, oh I'm my god, this shit too. He's like, "Y'all check my shit out over here." Like Tony I Cole love him marking out over his own yes. self. Like he's that's not a gimmick. Like he's legitimately like, oh fuck, I'm about to do this. Yeah. I love and, it. You know, I love it, dude. Can I just say though, during the media scrum, if any of those guys from the media scrum that are asking questions are watching, some of y'all be cringy as hell. Stop with the stupid mark questions and ask some legit fucking wrestling questions. God. Dude. Hold on. I would say the best interviewer, the best person who asked questions was oh, a little fucking kid. kid. The little kid. The little kid was amazing. That little kid was asking questions, and all the wrestlers were like, oh, oh, wow, that's a very good question. Like, they're like legit, yeah. like shocked. They thought he was asking some stupid shit. But yeah, dude, just do what dude asked CM Punk. Hey, so you look gassed out. So, like, are you okay? I was like, are you stupid? Why the fuck would you ask that? Like, I was like, bro. <laughs> So if any of y'all are watching, can you please ask some better questions? Stop asking them uh, who would you like to face because they've already answered that like 10 times. Stop asking them who's on your bucket list. Stop asking them this and that. You're at, you have a once in a lifetime opportunity at a media scrub to ask them legit questions. Ask them a legit question. That's why they're there. Don't waste their damn time. That's and also <laughs> it's rampant. Like we did a Q&A at IWA Mid-South and the first question oh, the guy Lord. asked was, do you guys, do you guys, does this hurt a lot? I was like, man, this is going to be a waste of time. This shit's just a waste of time. Dude, and I, I just want to say, like, that uh, that guy looks like he comes through death matches. Like, I, I'm I'm generally new to death matches, and I'm going to get asked something stupid like that. Like, no shit. Like, come on. Anyways, but yeah. Hey, hold on, hold on. So, so obviously, Mel and I, we're like the AW Marks. We fucking love it. We go fucking insane. <laughs> Brad, what, what did you think overall of the show? 
So I, I'm really glad you asked. I'm a, I'm a real big fan of like spectacles and like storytelling. I follow all of AEW, just basically articles and everything. So like I knew all about what was going on going into this. I agree that this was probably one of the best pay-per-views that's ever been put on. Yeah. I think it had a great uh, production aspect. Uh, I think all the surprises were done well. When you think about the fact that we had three big surprises that night and they were all done really well. I thought talent that put over other people, like I thought Thunder Rosa helping uh, put over Ruby Soho and that match was really cool. I thought it was a great match. I thought it was a great card. I would buy I really it. Like the, yeah, I really like the Battle Royal. I think that they finally figured out how to do it, how to do it well, especially with the entrances. Because I feel like the first time they did it, um, they just let all the women out and you're like missing yeah. entrances and you were missing who was coming out. Uh, and then you missed what was happening in the ring. I feel like the second time they were trying to get it down to, to figure stuff out. I feel like this time they finally figured it out. Of they finally figured out how to do it, how to do it well to catch all the entrances uh, of all the women. Like they had when Thunder Rosa came out, she was the leader obviously of her, of her uh, um, suit of her suit so they had her music hit she came she looked and she ran out ruby soho doing the you know uh, doing the joker's entrance as well they gave her some time they didn't rush it which was nice yeah. so was, i feel like sometimes the past had been rushed and it, it, i was really annoyed that people were saying that soho was the wrong person that rosa should have like won i'm like let let that let that simmer like yo let's let's chill let's let that is that is a key fucking matchup let them it's one match like who cares who should have won See, i'm so over that opinion i'm so over that whole who deserves it yes and, and all that shit like you can make yes. your argument but at the end of the day anybody that's booked to a strong level and over with a crowd deserves a shot at a championship. I mean, honestly, Absolutely. not every title run has to be a year long. Like, honestly, people are shitting on Cardona's GCW title run. They're like, oh, wow, he only defended it successfully for like a month. I'm like, yeah, but it was it was chaotic. It was wild. It, it was, was awesome. Wild. All he needed was a month, and everybody was talking about it. Like, we need more of that shit. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, getting away from yep. that evil mindset. Like, who cares yes. if Ruby Soho won? She came in one of the last matches. One of the – of all the Royal Rumbles, uh, high end entrants have way more success than low end entrances. That's so, like this is what I'm talking about. Like, this yeah. basic knowledge, this common sense, dude. Ruby Soho's fresh. Why wouldn't she win? Yes, dude. And it's it, it's it, to, to that point because we fucking forgot CM Punk versus uh, versus um, Darby, Darby, Allen. Uh, Darby Allen, Darby Allen, dude. Okay, that's a classic case of you lost. But you won in Chicago. Yes. People were chanting Darby Allen's name against CM Punk. Yes, come on. I mean, and that was such a great buildup of a match. I mean, people were like, "Oh, it's like," I, and because I know, because there were people that were watching with me. They're like, "Oh, it's it's starting off so slow. He's probably already gassed." No, dude, it's called storytelling. Let the let the match run. He's not a high flyer. He's not a lucha guy. He's not a you know. He's not a, a, a fast motion, let's do this, 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 the spots guy. No, he is a build the match up guy. So, man, yes, he started off slow, but that was the fucking point. It's seven years out. He's seven years out. If he would have come in and went full on and started doing Jungle Boy shit, you'd be like, oh, well, wow, he's been training. It, yeah. yeah, it would have been a surprise, but it would have been out of character. You have to follow the whole freaking storyline. He's been saying he's seven years out. He hasn't been training. He hasn't been putting in the work like he used to. Of course he's going to start out slow. Come on. It's storytelling 101 for wrestling. Come on. Exactly. exactly. Anyway, As I'm putting out. 
And like, of course, when when he hits the GTS and Darby flies out of the ring, that's when <laughs> match ramps up a little bit. He's like, oh shit. That's when the match ramps up. It has to because now you know the whole storytelling comes into play because oh shit, he actually hit his he hit his finisher, he hit it successfully. Darby rolls out. Yeah, so I have a question for you guys. This yeah. is because we're running out of time, and I really wanted to touch this topic. Yeah, it was all out great because Cody was absent. <laughs> I didn't think about it. I mean, okay, so okay, uh, okay, so I'm a person. I like Cody. But I think it's excessive with him. I, I, he he's and I, I get it because he's doing a total. He's playing his dad back in the seventies, a over the top character, a superhero. But it's too much, in my there, opinion. Well, now too hold much. on. There is a lot of natural, wanted, over the topness from Cody. Like Cody no, has yeah. been gone to a lot of effort to literally just. Say fuck you! I'm doing well on my own over here, and everything's going yeah, yeah. great for me. And I just think that that I think that Cody makes it look like he lives rent free in Vince's head. You know, like honestly, yeah, for sure. He's and, always yeah. trying to one up where he's been from. And if you look at like you'll relate to this as a New Japan guy, a lot of people shit on Carl Anderson since he left WWE because he won't stop talking about how yeah much he's yeah. And it's true. I mean, it's true. Yeah. But but I, but uh, I I just want to do a caveat with, with, with my statement though is now I I do think he's over the top, but I do think this conversation that 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 he that he doesn't put anyone over is complete and utter bullshit because That's he not, helped yeah. build Darby Allen, yeah. right? Oh yeah. He's helping build Malachi. Uh, there's another dude that he fucking what's another rivalry he had? Was it Miro? I forget who was another rivalry, but uh, Miro. He did the TNT Open Challenge. For yes. A while. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, let's talk about it. The Open Challenge brought in Starks and brought in Eddie Kingston. Brought in Warhorse. Did they sign Warhorse? No, but uh, it, he he allowed indie guys to come in and be like, let's do it. Let's let's face off against each other. I mean, yeah. Eddie Kingston and Starks and got jobs because of him because of that. You know. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So, so well, well, I do think it's over excessive, and I do roll my eyes when I saw that him against Malachi already. I was like, oh, fuck my life. But it's just because it, it's, it's just I, I, I'm enjoying seeing everyone else. Like his type of character is not for me, but I know that it's okay because AW, like, so WWE says they have something for everyone. That's fucking bullshit. No, they don't. They give you what they give you. Exactly. AEW literally is something for everyone. If you're into deathmatch kind of stuff, not yeah, deathmatch light, you know, hardcore is you got, you yep, got yep. it. Lucha, women, like you were saying, they have something for everyone on that show. So no, like I know QT versus Paul White is not for me. I fucking cannot. I, I've never liked Big Show or the you. Giant, right? But yeah. I know there's people out there that go, "Oh my God, it's the fucking Big Show!" Because every time he shows up in Texas, people go marked out for him. They go fucking insane. I will never I understand that, but that's okay because everything else I enjoy. Or there might be someone that, you know, so it's okay. I I, I will like, bypass that. I feel like fans kind of want like AEW books like a comic book. If you've ever read like comics long term, there's a lot of times where your hero goes off and does shit for two thirds of the book, and you don't yep. hear about it, and then he comes back at the end. And I think that that's the really cool thing is that you're kind of starting to see a lot of these feuds. You're seeing AEW make space for people, so you have Cody yes. and Malachi feud, and they back off. It's not to cool them off. It's not to say that they're jobbing or not doing anything with them. It's just that they're like AEW in a way is kind of protecting that overexposure 
yep. some of those talents, like that mystique of where is Malachi? When's he going to show up? When's he going to come back? That's what really makes you pop hard. Like people yeah. popped hard for Adam and Brian, but we kind of knew it was coming. I think they would have been twice as big of a pop if it was a secret. Not everything has to be a secret, but that's what right. I'm saying. Like AEW leaves themselves that opening by saying, all right, you guys were up front and center. Now back away. You know, so and, that and, all out is is a huge show for AW, and Cody didn't didn't wrestle on it. So I no, think yeah. that's the point. And yeah. Cody is taking the time to put over the company, but when it is his moment, he's definitely proud as a fucking peacock for sure. Fucking hell, dude, I'll tell you that. Yeah. No, yeah. and that's what. But another key to AW, which they like, they listen to their fans. So okay. Yes. I I I I, 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 I was I was gonna go to a huge rant about how they presented Suzuki because I've had many people who don't know New Japan tell me I, I didn't get the big deal about Suzuki because of course it didn't because they I can because they gave him a very short match there was a commercial yes. break they fucking cut into his goddamn entrance it yeah. that is his you, you tell me you couldn't cut one of those fucking promos uh, don't get me i love dan lambert people don't know i'm a fucking massive U, ufc mma i watch mma every type of mma promotions out there belt or not i fucking love att we did not need a dan lambert pro promo no. fucking day if you knew you're gonna cut into the goddamn fucking suzuki match but it's okay though because today they came out and said that Lance Archer said it was a travesty of what they did for the hometown guy. So we're going to talk about it next week in Dynamite. And you'll probably see fucking Suzuki Goon together again. It's going to be fucking awesome. And you'll probably yeah. see John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, a massive fucking poor bro, just like me, against Suzuki and Archer. So all's well that ends well. Yeah, I think there was a couple of technical issues on yesterday's show, even like with some of the camera work. I was like, what is going on here, guys? Um, even like, I don't know if this is a new thing, but like even last week, they finished a match, like a match ended during the commercial break. And I was like, wait, wait, did I? I was like, wait, wait, did I miss something? Yeah, the, like the a match ended. Yeah, they ended it during the commercial break. I don't know if their timing was off or what happened, but I was like, I honestly, I was confused by that. I'd never seen a match end during commercial break. So I was in the picture in picture. So I don't know what's going on. So I don't know if it was also a production thing where somebody hit something wrong. So I was like, I don't know. I was just confused by it too. I was like, oh. yeah. But hey, AW's continuing the thing. I fucking love it. Fucking love it. Hey, real quick though, Brad, what's the next death match shit? I, I, I've thought of GCW. I want to see some. What, what do we got? What we got? Uh, the next big deathmatch show, there's a couple on the horizon, nothing crazy coming up. Uh, uh, we have ICW No Holds Barred is actually prepping up for a big October month. So they're going to do some big stuff. NGI is coming up. But honestly, what's really on the horizon is Fight Club. John Moxley versus Nick Gage, October 8th. And, and, and cool. we're on the street. Is, it's Already? Yeah, we haven't got our announcement yet for NGI. Plus, you got to keep in mind, we're going into the winter seasons, and a lot of deathmatch runs solely up north. So up there in Michigan, it's already getting down to like 50 degrees and stuff at night or whatever. But um, it's typically slow season. One big, huge announcement that I will get into deathmatch-wise is GCW actually booked John Wayne Murdoch on a JCW show. Now, that doesn't sound like a big deal. JCW is not technically GCW, but GCW runs uh, a lot of shows with JCW. And for those of y'all who don't know, the relationship with Murdoch and GCW has been a rocky one. Uh, Murdoch was GCW way back in the day. Um, they had some falling out issues with the tag team titles and stuff with Brett, so they haven't been booking him, and he became an ICW guy. So in a way, GCW is kind of opening the forbidden door to ICW just a little bit. We're hoping yeah. for Alex Cologne. Murdoch for you, but that's that's another day, another dollar. 
But yeah, no, nothing crazy on the horizon just yet. For those of y'all that may not know, if you want to see a death match and you're here in Texas, Aaron Mercer takes on Orm Vite this uh, this Saturday. That's Red right. Wave. In Houston, uh, Baracho crew, several of us are going to go down there and help out, bring some weapons, bring some cool shit. That's the next big thing. Check out Wrestle Raven Houston this Saturday. Yeah. So. Hey, and then, a lot of guys for the local, don't forget to check out Puro Pincha Wrestling on the 25th in Kingsville, Texas. Check that out. It's going to be a, a great match. You've got um, Coronation. Uh, uh, Coronation. It's going to be Maddie Renkowski against Heather Monroe for the championship. That's going to be great. Also, um, you know, somebody else mentioned on here. GCWA had on their card Fuego versus uh, Joe Alonzo. I love Joe Alonzo. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves for being such a controversial guy because um, that boy can talk, let me tell you. I don't think he gets – I think he gets more heat than he deserves. I think his talent is overlooked, I should say, because of the heat I, he gets. I've heard that Joe I've, – I've heard that Joe Alonzo's issue is that he doesn't understand where the proverbial line is. Like I've heard, like that's the biggest thing with him is like there's the spot where the gimmick ends and you become the human, and and honestly I agree with you. It's kind of white hot heat, like him showing up, you know, calling out Fuego at the at the uh, yep. AEW uh, fan fest, yeah. That they were doing it, like that's crossing a line. But at the same time, people are talking about Joe Alonzo right now. Like, yeah. Is it a problem that Joe does that, or is it very MJF style? It's one of those things that if, if a lot that's of what I say. Then, that's then what I say. Be an asshole, but if you can be one of the guys that can pull off being the super asshole, maybe that's Joe's gig. You know, but that's what I wonder. It's like MJF gets praised, Joe gets heat, and he gets unbooked. I don't get that. Uh, I think Joe is great at what he does. I think the guy can talk. I think he, um, you know, I think he's very good at what he does. Unfortunately, AEW pulled Fuego from the GCWA match, which I think is kind of bullshit but he was uh replaced today uh they put out that he was replaced by the debuting mysterious q so it'll be mysterious q against gc uh, gcwa against uh, joe alonzo it's gonna be a great match uh and i'll say it i'm gonna say it out loud fuego fears joe maybe AEW oh. fears joe i'm gonna say it out loud <laughs> well yeah dude okay hold on oh, my, one last thing before we go yo dude Ring of Honor Women's Tournament Finals. Rock C. Rock fucking Rock C. C versus, versus uh, Miranda Alizé. Alizé. Texas is fucking on top right now. Like, yeah. that's insane. Bro. Like, Rock C debuted in that tournament for Ring of Honor, and she's in the finals. Yeah. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. And it, so I, I saw this awesome story. Uh, dude, I forget, he goes by the sheriff. I forgot, I forgot his fucking name. Um, he, he just retired. I feel, I feel so bad. I forgot his fucking name. Keeper Bartek? Before. Yes, yes. So he put on this oh. awesome story, right? Yeah, yeah. So he put on this awesome story how uh, he, uh, him, and his other wrestler, they went to go talk to her, to her parents because she wanted to move to Houston to go train at at, at the wrestling school, right? Mm. And they convinced they convinced her like, hey, she has a very bright future. Please let her move to Houston so you can train. Because of that, she got to Houston. Now she's in the ring. So guys, like that's why, that's why I love I love the Texas scene. I, it's, I feel like everyone works together and it worked hard. Like like. Kifa didn't have to do something like that, but it's no, like it's like right. everyone everyone wants to root for each other. No one's trying to bring each other down that I know of. You know, I don't know the whole back. You know, the back. Not to mention, uh, PWI 500 came out. There was a lot of Texas talent on it. Mysterious. Yes, there was. There. Talk to me, Angel. Talk to me, Angel. You Dang. know, you know, Angel. Oh, yeah. Angel and I got some rants about that what, shit. What can of worms did I open up now? Angel and I got some rants about the PWI 500, okay. but. Maybe, the, maybe I'll bite my tongue. Maybe I'll bite my tongue. But 
I, I take nothing away from anybody who made the made the, the list. Don't get me wrong. I take nothing no, away from anybody who made the list because every because every single one of those people bust their ass. I take nothing yeah. away. But here's my here's my either include women or you don't. I, either include women or you don't. Yeah, exactly. You're you're including the uh, the explanation I got from PWI 500 was or All PWI right. was the fact that. Uh, you include women who only do intergender matches for world titles because those are the titles that matter. Everything else is lower. So I said, How, what do you consider women's world, women's titles? And they're like, oh, uh, you guys can go back to my Twitter and see it, what they said. But basically, uh, women's titles aren't the same as men's titles. Yeah, but the thing is, but it okay. had to have a woman's PWI. So, you, like, you can't you, you can't be half-assed about it. Either you do all about it or you're not. My rant is, somebody's fucking, Tanahashi is 60-something. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Fucking Tanahashi? He's top 20 of all fucking time, and he's a fucking 60. Anyway, hold what on. did he challenge for this year? What did he challenge for? Oh, only the heavyweight championship, the never openweight championship. He was a tag team champion, and he's a he just won the U.S. championship. What the fuck are we on about? Some yeah, I just bullshit. want you to think about the fact that Hornswoggle is like three sixty, oh, and you're saying that no, 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 should be higher hold on, hold on. than sixty, Mister Swoggle himself. No, 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 no hold on. Mister Iguana should be much higher. Mister Mister Iguana should be much higher than fucking Swaggle, and there should be a lot more deathmatch guys. I'm happy that there's a handful of them, but you're they're not still getting the respect they fucking need. We should you're show. You're not gonna like my opinion on that. You're not gonna like my opinion on that. What? No. I did like the fact that somebody I have on a very the list was even... opinion. Akira was highly, highly jaded in the PWI 500. For the fact that Eric Ryan and Atticus both made it into the 300s, and Akira, who non-deathmatch companies are trying to book, made it into four, like 489. He won Masters of Pain. Dude. I mean, it's it's a slow. I mean, it's 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 a slow thing. I mean, like you know, like I get it. Like, hey, or it's a PWI is a kayfabe common list and all that. I just say I'm happy Kenny Omega won. I think it's well deserved. Uh, I mean, not 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 knock anything on the WWE side of things, but I think nothing that anyone does and has done compares to Kenny Omega, which is great. But I I, I still see that there should be some more respect. Some of these guys, Walter should have been much higher. Come on, he was f champion for 560 plus days. What the fuck? is that like uh, are you serious i thought he was champion for almost two years i thought he was like no 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 it's more than no i said wait 500 my, my math is terrible he was like two or three years of, of a fucking as a champion you talking about roosh another guy who was a fucking champion for a long time champion most of the year most of the year it is it is utterly fucking ridiculous. But but that's the whole point of PWI. I guess the people talk and whatnot, and it's, you know, it's just I, I just thought it was it was utter dumb. Yeah, G, Gino should have been much higher than that too. I'm not gonna lie. I saw him. He was in the four fifties, four sixties, four seventies. Come on now, that's 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 like that's fucking bullshit. Eight hundred days. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, eight hundred days. Fuck, dude. It's it's ridiculous. But you know what? Yeah, you, you know what we should do? How how mysterious Q made it up as high as he did, and then a talent like Gino would be as low as he was because again I, me personally like gino had a breakout year aaron mercer had a breakout year and asf had a breakout year and mercer yeah. and asf weren't even on it no i mean but no knock on mystery yeah. though but i i am seeing mr mysterious q booked in uh in other states and all that i know gino was an ml is he still an mlw i, I don't know yeah. if, i'm sorry i don't want you yes. yes yeah so yeah i mean again it, it 
it doesn't it doesn't make sense to I make think like he's from like, uh, work in Mexico too. I don't know if it was a CML or triple triple A. I, I don't know yeah, who. And some and some of those yeah. guys on there say like Ejo de Lele Park. Get the fuck out of here, Monster Clown. Get the fuck out of here. Right, Monster that, Clown that, made the list. Dude, hold on, and Dave the Clown didn't make the list. That's such bullshit. I love Dave the Clown. Those those that don't I, don't know, look his ass up. The greatest fucking name for a wrestler. Did, fucking did, hell. Uh, <laughs> did Hamburguesa make the list? No. What? I don't think so. I don't what? think so. Nino, Nino, everyone guessed. No, he didn't make the list. Wow. No. I know. And Cycle Club was 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 way too like he, he should be much higher too. It, 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 like I said, is you can tell there there is there is a very much a bias on that. And I get we all have biases. I mean, if, right, I, right. if I was to make the top ten list, no WWE fan, no WWE wrestler would be on there, and every WWE <laughs> fan would fucking hate me because what well, fucking. I mean, but, I. I Here's the thing is like, I get it, but when somebody who's helping compile the list goes, oh, I fought really hard for this person. But if you're basing it on merit, like the expla explanation they gave me, you shouldn't be fighting for anybody. You could build a whole system. You could build, like, I, it doesn't have to be as subjective as it is. Like, you could say, okay, these are the companies. These are the, ch the titles. If you, ta if you challenge for this title X times, it was worth two points. You would put half of it to shit. Like, I just think there's so many levels of this. They're yep. like, oh, I'm trying to bring exposure to any talent. Like, Mysterious Q didn't challenge for that much. He made a high list. He should be up that high. But he kind of breaks away from that mentality. Like, oh, well, the top ten should have been this, this, and that. Tanahashi should have been Way more than Rich Swan did. Like you're gonna talk about title challenges, you're gonna bring up Rich. Someone has to explain me. Someone has to explain me, Rich Swan. I can't get wrong. I love Rich Swan. That's work. That has to be just to acknowledge Impact making it in the top ten. That has to be. Which is funny because they actually didn't recognize the Impact Championship for a while, and then they just recognized it again this year. Right. Oh, that's that's why I think the that's another thing. Like, are yeah, you kidding? I was gonna say NWA didn't get acknowledged either. Because where's where's their their champion who's held it for what two years? Uh, Nick Aldis. But uh, Nick Aldis is a very controversial person. Like he, well, he is, yeah. but top, it should. There's a lot of people that fucking hate Nick Aldis, and that's fine. But why wasn't that person. acknowledged? But why wasn't that acknowledged either? And see, that's the other thing is like if we're talking about people who had breakout years, let's talk. And, and I brought that up on Twitter. Was like. Thunder Rosa, she helped open the Forbidden Door, contracted to NWA, went to AEW and challenged and yeah, and challenged for it and challenged the uh, the NWA on open AEW. Open yeah, Mission Open Pro, Mission Pro. Pro. Yeah. I mean, like, but because she didn't do enough intergender matches for heavyweight titles, she's not acknowledged. I don't understand that. Will she be on the PWI 500 for women? Absolutely, where she'll be on that list, I don't know, Probably but the fact or top twenty at least, at least. Yeah. Um, but that's you know that's the other that's the other point that I made was she had this phenomenal year, but you're going to put her on the women's list as opposed to putting her on this wannabe intergender list. Either do it or don't. But to have I think out of five hundred twenty women who had intergender matches for world titles because you don't acknowledge the other titles is, I mean, that's still kind of a slap in the face to the women's division, I think, if you're not acknowledging their titles. I also yeah. have a controversial opinion. Okay, also a very controversial opinion to me, too. Roman Reigns should have been higher than Kenny Omega. Oh! Are you serious? Are you serious? Roman Reigns has done the impossible, and I know we are not a pro-WWE show, but this has to be acknowledged because people outside of WWE are talking about Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns last year and a half 
took him to John Cena level. People will remember Roman differently now because of what he's done. And that alone, like Roman won a fan base. That okay, so okay, so so and here's my dispute. Awesome, Roman Reigns has one has one title and he's wrestled in one promotion. Well, that's great. Hey, Roman. Okay, so he wrestled Impact and oh my god, he has he was the Impact World Champion and he main invented the Impact Championship. He 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 main invented Triple Mania and he was also the Triple Mania Mega Champion, right? And he's also AW Champion. Not only that, it wasn't just one type of match. He wrestles lucha matches, death matches, hardcore matches. He wrestles any type. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Hardcore. Last year. Hardcore. Okay. Fine, fine. Hardcore. 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 Okay. My bad. My bad. Okay. He tag team champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about 2020. He wrestles all types of styles. He wrestles against all types of different wrestlers. And he still kicks ass. And he, again, is a champion of three companies. PWI takes into consideration that AEW lets Kenny Omega do those things. And Roman Reigns cannot go do those things. Oh, well. Here's where I disagree with you, though. To protect the sanctity of that ranking system, you cannot give you cannot give Kenny credit that Roman cannot achieve. Like it that's really unfair. If you're gonna, no, it, it, so, everybody but, but, in their situation. But with that, with, but with that logic, then, then, then the, okay, but with that logic, then, 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 why, then Walter will be affected then because Walter doesn't have the chance to go up against Roman Reigns because he's in NXT UK. But he does have because, a chance to go up against. No, he does. No, he no. They they, they, they brought him. They brought him in the. They brought him to the main card, and they fucked him. Had him. They he he had he was in a battle royale and fucking got taken out by Seth Rollins. Like no, he 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 didn't have a chance. So with that logic, it it, it it's it's well, not, not the same. At, you're not looking at what what what's taking place. Like Roman Reigns has become a lighthouse. In a yes. year and a half, and when That's he was like, it, he went from "get the fuck off my TV" yeah. to "you're all we got left, man. Don't yes. fuck us on this." And and, 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 I, and, and, and like, I love you, I love you, guy, but I don't think that the 2020 to 2021 mid to mid for Kenny Omega puts him above Roman Reigns. And, but and, I feel like oh, oh, hasn't Kenny, but has Kenny Omega defended the championships a lot more than Roman Reigns? No. Yes, yes he yeah, has. because he's also yeah. because he I'm also. Sorry. I'm sorry. How many times did Kenny Omega defend the AAA championship while he had it? Uh, three no, times. I'm just talking about. Yeah, but it, uh, the fact that he's also defended the AEW championship. Well, that one's and 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 not only that. If you want to go some type of kayfabe, who's having better matches? At, at the end of the year, at, 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 at the end of the year, when, when, it come, when, it come, when it comes when it comes match of the year matches, who's I don't think, who's I don't think PWI is about matches. No, uh, no, but the part part of it part of it is quality of the matches. Part of it is a little is a little bit of quality of matches because if you look at the top three guys they have, it was Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, and McIntyre, three guys who arguably say they're the best, and Finn Balor, who I don't know why Finn Balor was in the top ten. It had to be because of fucking skill or something. I don't know. But I mean, at the end of the day, I, I I see your point, Brad. Which I know I know it kills you to defend WWE, <laughs> and I know if 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 Josh were here, he would punch us all in the face for talking I'm so much WWE. WWE. But I'm, I'm giving but, I'm, 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 but, I, but I'm just saying that when you are a champion of three different companies, you headline all three of their biggest shows that they have, and you have the different kinds of matches, and you have quality matches. Can you make us number one? But I also yes, I agree. McIntyre, McIntyre's money. I love what McIntyre's doing. 
I, I also don't think you're taking into consideration that, that there was a large part of the Lucha fan base that wasn't really cool with with Kenny Omega holding their title. I mean, sucks. Sucks for them. I mean, saying, like, you that... gotta look at it from the from the perspective of like all over. Like you gotta look at fan reception. And I don't think that we have seen anybody receive someone like Roman Reigns since probably honestly because Kenny they're, Omega Japan run. Since they're Kenny Omega, like Kenny Omega transitioning into that megastar in New Japan, this Roman Reigns storyline has that feel and like i really don't want to spend a ton of time on wwe i really just want to compliment the fact that roman won over a fan base that fucking hated him exactly. despised him loathed him and yep, that's, that's not easy to yep. do it's hard not, to do in high school i mean it's not I mean, into the world it's not and that is why he's number two in a pwi because he he, cause he did all that that's why he's number two and he's Island, number one hey, listen you missed my whole point entirely, which is going to piss you off <laughs> even more. I never said that Roman should be number one. I said Roman should be higher than Kenny. I don't so, think Kenny should be number one either. So who should be number one? I don't then? think Roman should be number one. Who should I be number one? I think that I think the PWI got it wrong with Kenny Omega. So who should be number one then? Who do you who I who do I think should be number one? Yeah. In all honesty, Pentagon. <laughs> But he doesn't hold any titles. Okay, maybe he doesn't, hold, he doesn't hold any either. titles. But Probably. you gotta look at you gotta look at Pentagon. Look at me. Journey. Look at me. I have a Pentagon mask. I have two Pentagon Junior masks. I have it's signed by Pentagon Junior. I'm the biggest. Oh, hey, what's up, buddy? I'm one of the biggest Every Pentagon Junior fans. You cannot tell me. Everything that dude touches turns to gold. It does. It does. That's not the case okay, with anybody else. And I know the PWI came out before All Out, but honestly, if if what you mean? If, if All Out had if All Out had come out a month ago, Pentagon probably takes a way higher up spot. That's just that's just me. I look so much like what you can do with the fan base that you have, and where you can go. And when you think about like Pentagon coming up through Lucha Underground, coming up through Impact, coming up through like all these places, like Pentagon has literally conquered everything that he's ever touched. And yeah. that dude's in the AEW main event title race in the next two years. He's going to be I, AEW World Champion. So. I, I, so. I agree. I, I love him, but the problem is that PWI doesn't doesn't look at tag titles. I know that's what sucks. They don't like, look at tag titles. Ah. They only look at singles. So according, just so you guys know, according to their website, because I had a big issue with it, and I, I like I said, the PWI people talked to me on Twitter because uh, hey. I had such an issue. So they no, they look like, at. Let uh, me talk to your manager. Dude, I did. I went full Yolanda, okay? Because I'm I'm Mexican, so I gotta go full Yolanda. Uh, so like they David went, the criteria for ranking includes championships held and defended, win-loss record, push, and technical ability. Push to okay, so win-loss record is a big thing. I I I I think it's a lie though. I think it's a lie because how many I kind of do too. How many times did Kenny Omega lose at the end of 2020? Because if you remember going uh, into 2020, it's no, three. He, he lost three times. Year they had that whole thing where Kenny was like, oh, I can't put people over. And so, like, for a long time, he lost to help build that heel mentality. Yeah, that was in 2019. That, that, that wasn't, yeah, like, like the, no, the, the, the period. No, yeah, no, the period of 20, of 20, of September 2020 to now. His uh no he he was That's he was he was winning. Is it September? Is it September? I mean it has to be right because if if it comes out now it's clearly not from December to December right. That's what I think. I well uh, I honestly thought it was August to August like end of August. Maybe like, I, I don't know. I, to be honest, I, I don't know. But 
Uh, anyway, anyways, we are long yeah, over hey. time. We are long oh shit, over oh, dude, time. yeah, it's nine o'clock. I gotta put him to bed. Oh my bad. Great, it was a great show. We'll 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 transition out. We love the round tables. Mel, Puro Bro, and Uno, who's not with us anymore. Thank y'all so much for joining us, having a great conversation. Sorry to abruptly end it, but we did hit we've never gone this late before, I think. Yeah. But, uh, oh, okay, yeah, you too, buddy. Go great ahead. show, guys. Like honestly, if you're not a wrestling fan right now, you're never gonna be a wrestling fan. That like that's just my words. And chill out with WWE crap, y'all. Uh dude. Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> See you guys later. Alright everybody, we are out of here.